Reflection is a valuable tool. And as the spring equinox is soon approaching, it is a good time to take stock and reflect on some of the lessons we've gained so far in 2023. Welcome to The Grit Show, growth on purpose. I'm so glad you found us. I'm Shauna Rodriguez, and I'm honored to be leading you on today's journey as part of this community growing together as seekers and thrivers. If you're new to this podcast, I hope you hit the follow button so that you can be alerted of new episodes if you're someone who's been around for a while. I'm so glad you found time to show up again today. Either way, I hope you gained something valuable from today's conversation and take the time to share it with someone that you know. 70% of podcasts are discovered because someone told someone about it. So because of you, this show has grown the way that it has and is in the top 10% globally of podcasts that's something. But there's still so many more folks that haven't heard about it and haven't benefited from the messages and the information that we share on a weekly basis. So it would be amazing if you took the time to share this with them, to be the reason they have this positive impact in their life. After all, that's why we're here, to grow together and to thrive. So take a minute, find the little share button Or go find us on social media and share this episode or any other episode that has really spoken to you. We appreciate you being part of this community and sharing that. Today, I get you all to myself. You know I love it when that happens. And we are going to talk about my top three lessons so far in 2023 and give you a chance to maybe reflect on your own life a little bit and some lessons you may have and some things you might want to be changing. So we're going to jump right in. Lesson number one, sometimes you need to take your own advice. Is that something you're familiar with? You're so busy being wise for those around you and for giving them good perspective that you don't stop to realize that you aren't necessarily doing what's best for you or taking those things to heart. That's definitely something I realized lately I wasn't doing a good job of. If you didn't know, podcasting can be a little bit hard. They actually have a term called pod fade because 75% of podcasts don't last. There's a little bit of variance around when they think they fall off, but generally the magic number is episode number seven. So props to The Grit Show. We've definitely made it past that. (laughs) Yay. (laughs) And that's why I launched my network was because I found out that only less than a third of podcasts are hosted by women and with only 27% of voices in that space, we needed more women in podcasting. So when I was looking at what needed to change, I realized that what needed to change were a few things. And I founded a network because it was more than just the teaching and the learning that needed to happen. It was about all the stress and tech that goes with podcasting that make it hard to make it last. The interesting thing is one of the first tweaks that I came up with as I met women that were not launching or they were joining my network and starting their podcast and looking at the research, I decided that seasons were the answer, that this never-ending, every single week, nonstop, that once I commit to one episode, I commit to 52 this year, and this is what I got to do every single week for the rest of my life, was part of what made it so daunting and hard for women to start and hard for people to sustain podcasts. And so part of my network, one of the big things that we do is you start a season. We know about setting goals. Like you make them manageable and you make them 
containable and you do a season and then you decide to do another. And so far, everyone wants to keep going, right? It's worked well. However, here I am with my podcast, trucking away. This is the 40th thing that I've recorded and done for my podcast and no end in sight. And it was starting to wear down and becoming clear why people don't just keep going and going when there's no end in sight. The model also means that my network hosts the shows continually for a full year as part of their price for only producing a season. So that, and after that, we go on hosting it for nominal yearly fees. Whereas 90% of the other options keep charging them a full monthly rate, even though they're not producing new content. So most businesses are designed to take advantage of pod fade or the fact that most businesses or most individuals don't keep podcasting. That's the model they're built on. However, mine was built on the model of what isn't working and how can we fix it? So as much as I was looking at all those solutions and putting those into place, I've been slogging away with those 40 recordings straight with no break. And the pressure maintaining a show and the top 10% globally while also trying to launch my network, also during this post-pandemic world where illness is running amok, was getting very challenging. I was still showing up, but it was wearing me down. And remember that whole, you know, trying to savor everything? It was getting hard. So I'm finally taking my own advice. I'm launching season two and having a few weeks where listeners select a favorites will be re-released and we will see what it does to that top 10% rating. It'll be a great research opportunity for those in my network to know what happens if we take a break and have a re-release of other episodes. And there's a few other options we have to tweak and do things differently to know how we can handle if it doesn't work well. If it does work well, I will be so happy. So please listen to the episodes that I put out so we know that it works well. And we're just going to learn what happens. And for the health of my business, it's important that I put the business first and the podcast second and also show other business owners who come into my network that that's how this model can work because podcasting is amazing. But for most folks, it can't be the first in line because it's not always the bread and butter. The reason you guys get to enjoy this podcast the way you do is because it is for all of you and for it to be that gift to everyone and to have the content the way it is, it needs to be second in line at times and not take up as much space as it does. So I'm taking that advice and starting next week, we'll be listening to episodes selected as favorites that you or someone very much like you wanted to hear again. I had the poll on Facebook because I have more of a following there at Shauna.Rodriguez than on other accounts. So I wanted to make sure I got a good response to it. On Instagram, you can only do polls when you do stories and those will only stay up for a very short time. And I was worried I wouldn't get enough input. And that way on Facebook, the polls stay up longer and you can get more input that way. So the first one you're going to get to listen to again is a Cherry Blossom episode. If you've heard it, you should remember it from that. If you haven't, you'll probably refer to it by that afterwards. But really, it's about intergenerational trauma and research really shows the effects of trauma. And it's more complicated than we realize. It's something I've been fascinated for a long time. And anytime it comes up in conversation, people are always very intrigued by it. And I had a great time sharing it with all of you. And a lot of people really enjoyed chatting with me about it afterwards. It's been a good conversation starter and something I think you'll enjoy learning about as well. If you haven't heard about it, and if you have, it's something that hearing it again, it's one that people have typically listened to more than once. The message is about being gentle with ourselves and with others. 
which is always something we need a reminder of from time to time. So if you are someone who likes to hear the same thing twice, I'm also going to have you listen to the trailer for the Fire Inside Her podcast. And this is from Diane Schroeder. She is actually one of my clients as part of the network. And her podcast is going to release its sixth episode tomorrow. And so she has six episodes that you can catch up on. And they'll come out weekly as well. So there'll be more by the time you're having the repeat episodes come out from The Chris Show. So you can always earmark that in your app and listen to that for the next few weeks instead. But I would love for you to come and hear the Cherry Blossom episode again, and then the episode on bucket lists, we're renaming it Kicking Your Bucket List this time. And then one where I actually interviewed somebody who was one of the top three as well, that's kind of on decisions and decision making. So those three episodes are going to replay. And if you haven't heard them before, which a lot of you are new, this is from they're all at least six months old. So if, you, if you're new to the show in the last six months, or if you have heard them, you probably haven't heard them for six months if you heard things in rotation. They might be new to you and you can hear them for the first time in this rotation. So we'll just take a quick break and I'll go ahead and play for you the trailer for The Fire Inside Her Podcast with Diane Schroeder. Hi, friend. My name is Diane Schroeder and I am the host of the podcast The Fire Inside Her, launching on February 8th, 2023 where we discuss the journey to authenticity through self-care, leadership, and community with badass women who inspire me, and I am confident their stories will inspire you too. I have spent over 20 years working in the fire service that is 96% male-dominated. And while most of my career has been rewarding and successful, I felt there was something missing, which didn't make sense because from the outside looking in, I had it all. And then my personal and professional life fell apart. Through my journey to authenticity, I've discovered a few things. Number one, the fire inside me is the authenticity, intuition, and wisdom that is always burning, guiding me in how I lead in all areas of my life. Number two, I was missing connection with women I longed for a community where I was surrounded by beautiful souls who were on their journey to authenticity and who encourage, support, and lift each other up. And number three, I needed to slow down, prioritize myself, and reimagine the definition of self-care. The journey to authenticity is winding, full of potholes, and deeply personal. No two paths are the same. However, the pillars of leadership, self-care, and community create the foundation for keeping the fire inside you burning bright, lighting your path, and being a light for others to see. I invite you to join me on Wednesday, February 8th, 2023, for the first season of the Fire Inside Her podcast. You will hear from the badass women I admire who have diverse backgrounds, and perspectives. They will share their stories and parts of their journey to authenticity. We will laugh, cry, be vulnerable, courageous, and authentic. I'm so excited. I'll see you then. Doesn't her podcast sound amazing? I've really enjoyed each of her episodes so far, and it keeps getting better from there. 
take a minute and follow the fire inside her podcast. So lesson number two, time for reflection is critical. Is that something you've been able to make room for so far in 2023 is reflection? I know that when things get busy, it is something hard to fit in. I'm working harder at making time for that. I know how important it is for me to really make leaps forward. Our world is really busy. I think that's one of the reasons that people join my podcast network. We call it mentoring or coaching as part of what their package includes. But really, it's time that's set aside specifically to meet with me and to reflect on the next steps on what they want the podcast to be like, what they want their listeners to experience, who they might want to interview, if they want to do interviews how they want their launch to go, what they want it to look like. Like just having that time to reflect makes such a difference in building a podcast. And I think that's why so many of our podcasts are as successful as they are. I also do executive coaching. Some leftover connections from my former career that I care deeply about. And reflection is the key element. Talking to these leaders on a regular basis is actually something that lights me up. And I'm so glad that I've continued that work and that piece of that work. It's kind of nice to carry that thread through. And to see how transformative that time is for them. And it helps remind me to take pause and reflect because of what a difference that can make. And so whether it is through journaling, through talking with a specific colleague, or however you get your reflection. Whether you have a great supervisor that can offer that reflective supervision to you. However it is, possibly talking to a therapist, working with a coach. That time is just time that you set aside to actually work around things. Give yourself space to go in and kind of roll around things and see them in a different way. When we're so busy doing, attacking our to-do list, getting things done, going to the next thing, we don't have that place to step back and find the best approach. It's like when you're climbing and you stop and you lean back from the rock and you look at the best route up. And it can be very different than when you're right up against the rock, what you can see to be the best way up that might not actually have a hold two moves up. So taking that lean back so you can see and plot your path, it's going to get you places much more effectively. So it's important to take that moment to lean back and see the way to go because you'll get places much more efficiently and much more effectively and you'll put less energy in which we all have so little energy, right? It's good to have that reflection to kind of take back and look at it. And it's been incredible, especially with my my executive coaching clients, for them to actually recognize the powers at play behind some of the things happening with them in their work that they didn't even realize were part of it until they stopped and looked at things. And it's just a matter of pausing and looking. And I get the gift of being the person they get to share that with and do that experience with when really they're the ones that are kind of looking at it. I know they think that I play a huge role. Don't tell them that really they're doing the hard work. (laughs) I'm just putting things out and giving them a different perspective. That's all I really do. So it's very powerful to be able to have that time to pause and look at things differently. And I know that for me, I took that pause And realized that I was doing too much of the work that wasn't the leadership role in my network that I was taking. I was doing too much of the doing everything solopreneur work of my network instead of taking the step back and doing the leadership role in my network that I was supposed to be doing. And that really helped me to lay out a job description for myself instead of I'm just in charge of everything. No, I want to be in charge of these things. This is my focus. I am 
the director of impact. I'm in charge of making the connections. I'm in charge of making sure things move forward. I'm in charge of finding the people that do this other work. This is what I do instead of doing all the things. And if I hadn't stopped and reflected and looked at that, until you get off the hamster wheel to realize what needs to change, you can't make those changes. To take that step back, however you do. And again, whether that's, you know, your partner, a friend that you reflect with, or if you do, like if you talk to your agency about getting an executive coach, or if you yourself have a therapist or a coach that you work with. And actually in season two of The Grit Show, we are going to spend some time looking at the difference between coaches and therapists, because that's a question that came up in some conversations I had that I found was very interesting that it's not something people understood the nuances of. And I was intrigued to be able to have those conversations. So if you have questions or thoughts around the therapist versus coach, you're welcome to DM me on Instagram at the.grit.show and to give me your thoughts or questions around that too. I'd love to have your angles and perspective when we do that. So before we get to the third lesson that we're going to talk about today, we're going to take a quick second to find out a little bit more about Lorna Nikkel's podcast, I Am My Passion Project, because I really feel like it's a good example of something born out of reflection and about her wanting to put her focus into what she loves and putting her focus back into herself which is what it is. She is her passion project and she explains it much better than I do. So I will let you listen to that. If you live in the Portland, Oregon area, connect with me on Instagram and I can possibly give an invite. She's having a launch party here. So if there's room, I might be able to get you an invite to that. So here's a clip of her podcast and what it is about. I'm Lorna Nikkel. I'm an artist, writer, graphic designer, thinker, a Renaissance woman. This is your invitation to check out my new podcast, I Am My Passion Project, a companion of my digital magazine, Badass Silver Streak. This podcast is a way for me to give a voice to women over 50, like myself, a platform to discuss sexism, health and wellness, redefining beauty, and healing from betrayal trauma, plus the trials and tribulations of my first book launch. Sometimes scripted, sometimes off the cuff, and sometimes with passionate guests, together we'll figure out ways to resist societal expectations while reimagining a world where mature women are made visible and empowered to become their own passion projects. I Am My Passion Project launches on March 25th. Start the new year with a new outlook on being a woman over 50. Find your own way, speak your truth, and unleash your inner badass. I am my passion project. Don't you just love that? I love the ending. It's so fabulous. You can follow that again anywhere podcast platform. It should be up there. So you can start following that now and be ready when it comes out. Lesson number three, what works for you may not be what works for everyone else. So it's important that when you're figuring things out, you put those blinders on if you need to, to focus on what works for you. And this kind of goes back again to the episode 33 is where we talked about the creator principle when the 20% of efforts can create 80% of the yield, but you need to reflect on what works for you and put that effort there. And so if you're putting effort into the wrong places, you're not going to get 
the yield that you want, right? So I'm just going to give you two quick examples. I had a longer example that involved dating, but it was too long. We'd be here all day. In episode 29, we spoke to Lynn Fan about intuitive eating, an approach I loved. I loved learning about that. So valuable, everything she had to offer. And in episode 31, we spoke to Jen Stevens about intermittent fasting, which also resonated on a deep level with me. And Jen had shared that intuitive eating did not work for her. That resulted in her having the highest weight gain she ever had. And so for her, it was not intuitive eating. It was intermittent fasting that she needed. And of course, for Lynn Fan and a lot of other people that do intuitive eating, that's what works for them. For me, I've actually discovered that doing intermittent fasting, as Jen and I talked about in that episode, and I also um, read her book, but doing intermittent fasting and getting fat adapted, as she calls it, when you go through the process, I've only lost eight pounds, but that's kind of the point is you lose it slowly, right? Because it's a lifestyle. It's not just a diet. Lost eight pounds. And then the way that I'm doing my intermittent fasting is very much with this intuitive eating paint on it that I've given myself permission to not eat ever so often like everyone keeps telling me to because that's not intuitive for me and it's annoying. And But that's what I did because I was told you had to eat ever so often. And instead, I have an eating window when that window is, is very much an intuitive thing with me instead of like, I have to eat at this exact time every single day. And this is what I eat in this window and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, to make it a diet that is very much that it is much more intuitive than that. And my body and see what my body reacts to, which is much more of what the intuitive eating approach is. So I feel like doing the intermittent fasting and getting fat adapted meant that I could do the intuitive eating and the eating window is what works for my body. And so that's what's sustainable and that's what I'm doing moving forward and intrigued about where I'll be a year from now with that process. But that's what works for me and that's not what works for everyone else. And of Key point is the love of my life started on that journey with me with doing the intermittent fasting. And he was game because he's game for most anything and did that first month. And then was like, ah, nope, not for me. And then he went back to something that worked for him previously was when he just eats more protein and has more slow carbs because that's what his body likes. So it's like his intuitive way of doing things is for him to do more of that type of eating. And so that's what he's gone back to is doing that. And so you need to do what works for you because our bodies are so different. He's the one that this isn't real, but it feels like he could go run a mile and lose two pounds, right? Or you know, like his body responds to exercise. I need to exercise because it makes me feel good and not because it's anything to do with weight, whereas his doesn't work that way. And his body did not respond well to him not eating all the time. His body wanted him to eat, but he just needs to eat high protein stuff because that's what his body needs. And so that approach of you figuring out what's worked well for you in the past and then applying it to where you're at. And so looking around and seeing what everyone else is doing, just because your partner, someone you know at work, they found something that works for them doesn't mean it's what works for you. And so you just need to figure out the same for you. So I can give you a second example that's a little bit broader and not around eating choices and lifestyle changes around eating because it's a little bit more complicated, right? So for my podcasting network, 
There are so many ways to attract clients and build businesses and do things and it's dizzying and everyone tells you a different way to go. And I think I was getting overwhelmed with all the directions I was given, all the ways to do things, all the way to find your clients and and figure out who and where and what and all those things. And it was making me crazy. And you end up diluting everything when you're trying to go in too many directions at once and trying to do too many things for anything in life, right? When you're trying to figure out how to eat better and you're doing intuitive eating and intermittent fasting and, you know, keto and high this and high that and snacking and you're doing, none of them are working because you're not doing any of them well, right? Because you're doing all the things. So you just need to figure out what works for you and try what you think were best for you and go from there. So with that, I actually stopped with my network and was like, what has worked for me? What is me? What is the thing that works for me? Not what works for everyone else's business, for every other kind of business. Every business is a little nuanced and a little bit different. Mine's kind of a service. It's kind of a product. It involves coaching somewhat, but not mostly. It's also service-based. So it was not simple to compare and figure things out. But I stopped and looked at who my favorite clients were and how I found them. And it was so obvious once I did that. My favorite clients and how I found them, just about every one of them had heard about me from somebody else. Not from another client of mine. I hadn't been doing it long enough. They'd heard about me because I spoke about why I was founding a network, what I was passionate about that more women need to be in podcasting, what the challenges are in podcasting, and how my network addressed those challenges by taking the tech and stress out. So by providing all these services, by providing a community, by providing coaching services along with it, and by doing it in bite-sized chunks of seasons and to have the hosting long-term, all these things that that I do that nobody else does. So it makes it very unique what my network offers. It's a network. So like you're getting the support of other podcasts and all these beautiful things. So it's very unique. And I just told people about what I was doing. And then those people told other people. And somebody heard. It was like, that's what I want. And they came and found me. And so my clients found me. I didn't go find them. And so it made me realize that really I need to be focused more on telling my story and connecting with people about what I'm doing and what I'm trying to do and that that is how to get the message out there. And so, yes, it's important that I build up my social media and do some of those things and find narrowed ways to focus what the work is. But if I have limited capacity, because we all do, what's worked in the past and build on what's worked instead of trying to do things a whole different ways and what's worked for everyone else and not figuring out what works for me and has worked for me and why that works for me because of who I am and the way I connect with people. And it was conversations that had happened via Zoom or in person. It's not messaging online because I'm not especially skilled at that perhaps. <laughs> I'm building that skill, right? And so for me, that's what I learned from that is that's what I need to do is build slowly and build more in that regard and just understand it's going to be slow to build because that is where my skill is at connecting with people. And so when things aren't moving in the direction, you're getting tons of information about how you should do it and tons of ideas from lots of people. If you've had any success in that area or some similar successes, pause and see what you've done that's worked. What's worked for you? And what is something similar that works for you? 
and to build on that and see what resonates with you and what you really feel that connection to and start there. And to be able to even take more than one idea, right? So we go back to my conversation around intuitive eating and intermittent fasting that I needed to do intermittent fasting, but I took the wise words of Jen because Jen Stevens and I, if you heard in the podcast, we talked about it, episode 31 is that she and I had very similar experiences with like how our bodies respond to exercise, how we respond to different things, how things worked. Her experience was similar to mine. I'd had good success in a similar way of eating when back when I did diets. I stopped doing diets for a long time because I didn't feel they were a good idea. And it wasn't a diet the way she was doing it, right? It was a lifestyle of when you looked at eating and when you ate. And so for me, like that resonated with me. And so that's what I chose. And so for you to be able to find what resonates with you and fits up with past successes for you and for you to do that going forward and to know that, you know, what works for you is not what works for somebody else and that's okay. Be confident in that. Be confident in what works for you may not be what works for everyone else and it's okay to stand behind that and put your efforts into that and see where that takes you. And you can add and augment and adapt it with new ideas, new way of doing things, but keep that at your core and be okay with that. You know your past successes. You know your kids. You know what works for them and you can build on that. And to take the time to look at that and see that when you're making decisions. So as we wrap things up, we always have our self-care spotlight. And you guys have me today, right? (laughs) I think you might remember from episode 34 when we talked about whole plant-based food. I want to start calling it regular maintenance or family maintenance if you're the head of your family instead of having it be self-care spotlight. But I haven't come up with a clever way of saying it just yet. So we're still calling it self-care spotlight. But my fiance has been sick for two weeks now. So he's like he had a fever for three or four days in the beginning. So I think he's actually sick with a second thing that's caught on. This is more of a, a nagging cough cold type thing. It's no fun, but I've definitely been fighting off what he has. You might hear it somewhat in my voice that I've been fighting something off a little bit. And so I've been trying to rest and take it easy on myself so that I'm actively fighting the bug and and taking care of myself in that regard so that I'm not getting full-blown sick. And I've been very grateful that I haven't gotten full-blown sick, but I'm looking very forward to that cloud lifting for us to be getting a little bit better. I did travel over the weekend though and had to go without him because he needed to rest more so than I did. And I got to see a friend I haven't seen since before the pandemic. So it was really good to get to see that friend and another friend I haven't seen since early in the fall. And I was able to go on walks and snowy long walks where they were at was snowy and have some great conversations. So that was my self-care that I've done recently is to just leave all the work, all the things behind and spend some quality time with friends because quality time is definitely my love language and it was very nice to be able to do that. So it was good to get away a little bit. And as we look at our grit wit, as we close for today, I was hoping we could actually look at the three lessons. Take your own advice, make time for reflection because that's crucial. And what works for you may not be what works for everyone else. And that's okay. And so if we can roll all of that into one, I was kind of wondering if there was something that you feel stuck on or something that you want to find a new way to look at and if we can maybe apply those things to that. And I don't know if I've ever actually formalized it on here, but I have a general philosophy that when you 
can't find the answers is probably because you need better questions. And that in general, I stop looking for answers and just look for better questions because once I have better questions, the answers just kind of appear. It makes it a little bit easier. So start looking for better questions instead of just trying to find the answers. For instance, if you come up to my house, you will see that there's a – it doesn't even look like a fence because of the way we built it. It looks like there's some like – you know, weird structure, this outline of something, but it's actually a fence that's not finished. If I've been driven crazy by that, then like, what is my question related to me being bothered by that that I need to come up with? And so the question would probably be like, why haven't I finished the fence or why haven't I made sure that the fence got done? And so the answer, the easy answer is, well, I just, I just don't have time. And more so than I don't have time is I they're not prioritizing the fence. I don't see the fence as a priority. And so the good thing about that is that then I can just stop and reflect about, well, what am I prioritizing instead of that fence? And reflect on the progress I'm making on things I am prioritizing and be glad that I'm prioritizing those things and it's okay that I haven't made it happen. And are those things more important? And is it okay that when I come home and when I see it's not done, I'm like, you know, it'd be nice to have a finished fence, but I am so grateful right now that this is happening with my network and this is happening with this and I had this time with family and I went to see my friends this weekend and that's more important to me than coming home every day and having a finished fence until one day the fence is more important, right? As we've discussed, you aren't me though. So maybe maybe the the challenge for you is the fence. And when you reflect and the question is, why am I not finishing this? And it's like, because I'm not making time for it, but it is a priority. So I, I want to make time for it. So how can I make time for it? So the question is, how can I make time for it? Not why am I not getting this done, but how can I make time for it is a better question. And it might be for you that you can reflect back on your past successes. And for your past successes, it's things that you get done gradually, like one little thing at a time. And so if that was how I made successes and what I should be doing is because the weather is temperamental, it's pouring rain today, that I would take the pieces of the fence that need to get painted and the stuff to paint it and make room in my basement so I could have that there. And every night I just commit to going downstairs and painting a few of the boards on the space that I have, the supplies that I have, so I could make slow progress on getting that done. So that's how I made past successes. And the question is, what do I need to do to get this done? And that might be the answer to it and I can start working on it. For me, that's not how I get things done. I set aside a chunk of time, often get someone to help me because I do better when I do things with help and plow through it. So if it became a priority for me and I wanted to get the front fence done, then it would be a matter of me finding time on my calendar, finding somebody that could help me with it that would have the space to do that and then setting aside and getting it done. Or if it was still really bothering me, but I still really need to prioritize my other work, finally saying, you know what? It's worth it to pay someone else to finish this project. And I need to, to let go of the outcome of how it's going to look, even though I know exactly how I want it to look. <laughs> you know, let go of how I want it to look and let someone else do it because I don't have the time. If I want this done, if I want to come home to my house and be happy about how the fence looks, I need to prioritize it being done and me not being the one doing it. So I need to set the money aside to have somebody else do that so it can get done. So my next step would be then to find somebody who can do that or see if somebody else who has time can find somebody that can do that and set the money aside to do that. 
So that's the whole point of reflecting. Instead of just walking by and getting annoyed every time I see the fence of reflecting about what's what's the question that goes with this? Is the question like, why am I not finishing this? And the answer is because it's not a priority. <laughs> or why am I not finishing this and what do I need to do so I can finish this is the better question. I doubt you have an unfinished fence. So <laughs> you probably have a more important or different or more pressing question for you to look at. But hopefully you can do that where you take that question and apply those steps forward to reflect on it. What would you say to somebody else about how to take care of it? And what successes have you had in the past and how can you apply them going forward? Because the answer for you may not be the same answer for somebody else. So even if your partner, your sister, your parent has their way of doing it, maybe their way of doing it is that they would go into the basement and do a little each night. That doesn't work for me. That would not be my solution. So what is a solution that works for you? What past successes have you had to accomplish tasks like that in the past that might apply in this situation to help you get it done? The reflection piece of it, to find that flow, if that's where you're getting stuck, is that reflecting? That can be journaling. That can be walking. Take a nice walk and do some thinking about it. While you're cleaning your kitchen, you can just be pondering that fence in the back of your mind. You can be pondering where you're stuck with your daughter and her bedtime routine while you're cleaning the kitchen. When you're going to do your yoga or if you have a practice like that, just put that in your mind before you do your practice and let it work itself out in the back of your mind is the thing that's kind of working through in the background. Or if you do have a coach or a therapist or a good friend or your partner, that's something you could talk through with them and, and reflect back and see if they have something they want to reflect with you and talk through with you as well to be that support to each other. So just make sure that you remember if your unique solution for you that has worked for you and how you can reflect that and to listen to your own advice and you come up with your own advice for it. I'm excited for y'all to join me on season two, which we will have lots of exciting topics already starting to come up for that. We're going to have a special segment around recovering from burnout, which I'm excited about how we're kind of putting that together. And I hope you guys enjoy that. We have a sleep expert lined up. We have the conversations I mentioned around the difference between coaching and therapy, possibly a conversation around mother-daughter relationships we're looking at, and a few other exciting things that I'm working on. So if there are other things you are especially interested in, send me a note. You know how to find me. DM on Instagram is the easiest way. And if you or someone you know is interested in starting a podcast and you feel like perhaps my network is a good place for them to start, you can just have them send me a DM on Instagram at 37 by 27 and put join on there and I can send them more information about the network. I'm also going to be doing building a podcast, the first three steps. It's a free course that's going to be offered in April. And I'm also going to have a multi-part series after that on building the foundations for your podcast. So follow on Instagram to learn more about that. If you're in Portland, Oregon, that's actually going to be offered in person as well. So that's exciting. Like I said, I do best in person. So I am working with that. <laughs> Thank you so much for being part of this community and for growing a little more with us today. Again, as I mentioned, sharing this with someone you know that will find value in it is the best way for you to be of service to them and for you to help this podcast grow, which means a lot to me as well. The show will be back next week with intriguing information we should all know about trauma and the potential invisible lasting effects. Season two will launch on April 11th. No one has told you lately. I just want to remind you, you are the only one of you, the only individual with your unique experiences, your talents, your perspective that this world has got. 
And that really does mean something. Take care.